Hey, what's happening? It's your boy Arizona Marty, and you tuning in to the People's Podcast, Broken Bougie, with Nail the Great, 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 So this is the Broken Bougie Podcast, the um, end of an era, <laughs> aka the end of season one of Broken Bougie. Yes, I'm doing seasons because I'm bougie. So this is the end of um, season one, um, total of 10 episodes, two of which are bloopers, which I'll get on the back end. I know what I'm doing, okay? Or at least I think I do. <laughs> That's the broke part of me. This is like our season finale episode. This is the um, end of season one of Broken Bougie. Which is um, very bougie of me because I feel like the only TV shows do that. But this is Broken Bougie, so that's very fitting. But Ben, how are you? Uh, you know, anytime you wake up in the morning, it's a good day. So Aww. I'm up, so it can't be that bad. How are you, though? I'm great, actually. Excited to be recording today. Yeah. Um, excited to, I guess, wrap up season one of the podcast. I'm calling it a season. It's a season. Okay. It's a season. It's a podcast. It's a season. It's a season. It's a podcast. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> Broken bougie. Trademark that. <laughs> I should trademark it. Um, but yeah, I am going to wrap up the season. Let's go over some key themes on the podcast. Now that feels like a lecture, but <laughs> just some things that I think I covered over the past nine or ten episodes that kind of defined me, defined the show. How was podcasting for you? Was it everything you thought it would be? Just how was it starting off? I didn't have any expectations. Like, I didn't have any like expectations like podcasting is going to be like this for me. Um, I just knew it was going to be, you know, hard work. And it is that, like everything that you want. I've, like, done so many projects, so creative processes are um, tough in general. So podcasting is interesting. But I'm still here. I'm still standing. Have you been getting <laughs> out of it what you wanted? Have I been getting out of it what I wanted? Yeah, it's therapeutic for me. That's real. Yeah, I look forward to um, cook days. <laughs> <laughs> this is the season finale. And it's just me and Ben today because I'm bougie like that. I didn't want to invite anyone to my season finale show. Ooh. Or maybe I didn't. Maybe somebody canceled, but maybe that's another podcast, too. <laughs> I have to start the show with Why Are White People This Far Out Town? Mm. Um, because it is my, like, new favorite segment. <laughs> and because there are some white folk who have been very far out town for a very long time and who have been put back in their place this week. Mm. Bill O'Reilly. Ooh. <laughs> being fired from Fox. He was always this far of town, always in our business. He's, it's crazy that he was fired. Well, it's not really crazy that he was fired for sexually harassing um, his female colleagues. That's what he was fired for, sexual harassment. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Um, he was only fired because there were protests. And that's bad publicity for Fox, a 21st century you know, parent company. was like, <laughs> he has to go. Um, and I didn't know. I was just reading this. I didn't know he was the... Number one, like, top-rated, uh, like, cable news 
Really? Um, network channel, whatever he had. I don't pay attention to Fox News or any of their anchors, so I didn't. I don't know any of his stats, but yeah, for the past twenty years, he's been like their cash cow. So this is like the falling of Alexander the Great. <laughs> he's like you know lost his whole like livelihood, and I'm so happy. I couldn't be mm. happier um, that someone sent him packing because. He really was always this far uptown. He's a racist pig, like. Yeah, I mean, just just him fucking with rap, period. Yeah, he's. Ludacris. Yeah, fucking like. Call Ludacris a gangster rapper of all. Ludacris, of all rappers? Come on, bro. Ludacris is in movies where people drive fast yeah, and don't like, die. Relax. Where that Cameron interview with Dane Bash was legendary. Ah, yes. Um, he sucks, um, and I'm happy he lost his job. It was time. It is the end of an era. I wonder who they're gonna put there. That's that's the scarier part. Who they who like what young, fire burning racist they're gonna put there to be the new like face of like Fox News is the scarier mm, part. It's probably it could be that girl that the, was in that J song, that J and Pusha T song. What girl? Come on, Charlamagne took a picture with her. Oh, Tommy. There you go. Tommy. Yeah, I never it heard of her until... It probably won't be Tommy because she she also got mm-hmm. fired. She's also mm-hmm. another um, person who's always this far uptown mm-hmm. who got sent packing. So snuff him if you see him on the 175th and up. No, she got fired from The Blades, which was the show she... Her talk show. Never for, heard of um, no, Neither have I. Like, this is some white Midwest people shit. Yeah. Um, she got fired for... Her support of being pro-choice. Um, okay. So that was that was that, um, and now she's like trying to sue them because she got fired. And I am just like, honey, you have said you thought you thought being white was just enough. <laughs> she thought being white was just enough, and it wasn't. So Not she got sent packing too. And um, I, I think a lot of people were annoyed with, like, Trevor Noah and Charlemagne for, like, even entertaining her or talking to her. I wasn't that annoyed. I would, she's somebody I would pick. I would want to pick her brain, too. I don't have to like her. I'm sure people do it. People they don't like at all. I don't, I don't like her. I don't like Bill O'Reilly either. But I want to pick his brain. Like, are you really racist? Are you, Good point. Are you getting paid to do this? I just need to know. Good point. I need to know what's, what's up. And, even, I mean, even if you get paid to do it doesn't mean I respect you. I don't, still wouldn't like you. But I get it. it. It's like, whatever. It's not. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I mean, I get why it's a big deal, but I don't. It's, it wouldn't be a big deal for me. I would still pick their brain. I definitely don't get why Bill O'Reilly's this far uptown. Yeah, I don't get why Bill Bill O'Reilly's this far uptown ever. But he has now been fired and put back in his place in somebody's white suburb. But he has a podcast. Uh, he's been doing it for years now. It's on his um, website and. The sound of the blunt being lit in the back. <laughs> I'll cut it out. <laughs> no, you don't have to. Um, it's a thing. Um, over here, broken bougie. Um, but yeah, so he's ha- he has a podcast that is on his website. Um, he's been doing it for a couple years, and he's still gonna run that. So um, the next episode of his podcast will be his first like public statements after him being fired i'm kind of interested but i'm not going to subscribe actually i'm not that interested it doesn't matter he's having probably the worst week ever really excited for him Mm, to fall into depression um 
don't check for Bill O'Reilly. For I, exactly. I don't check for Bill O'Reilly either, but I just, yeah. I'm just really like. Shouts to him. We wouldn't have gotten the You Mad meme without him. Yeah. I'm like, that's I about just it. Love. That's his contribution to my life. Yeah. I, he has no contribution to my life. I just love that he has been fired. Um, Factual. It was, t- it was like, it was the end of an era. It was time for him to leave. Um, but that's a huge, they, I'm sure Fox News took a huge loss, like keep taking L's. And I'm like, that's what I'm saying to people. The power of protest is, the power of pro- protest really is powerful. Like, ha- I think had people not been protesting outside the network, they would have not fired him and be yeah. out a bunch of money. So it's important. That's where you hit um, these big networks. But again, that's another podcast. Mm. That is why people this far up town, my new favorite um <laughs> My new favorite segment. I can't wait for that to flourish in season two of the podcast. Sorry. Oh shit! You got the headphones. Why did you? Why did you beep it? No, the end segment's over. Oh. Okay. So I had a lesbianist moment. Yeah. So I had one last night. Whoa! Very recent. Very recent. So I'm like walking my dog, and I. Like one of my Who has another broken bougie name because you live your life. I exactly. His name is Gucci. Full name here. His name is Gucci Polo Stevens. I know. Dog had a middle name. GPS. Continue with the story, please. <laughs> Gucci. Yes. So I'm walking my dog Gucci, and one of my <coughs> like male friends is like looking for me. He's like, oh, he's he asks one of the old heads, have you seen Naya or whatever? And he's like, oh, she's right there or whatever. So. The old head walked towards me and he's like like talking like, oh yeah, he's looking for you. Like trying to make it more than like something yeah. that it's really not. And I'm like, he's probably looking for me so we can get high. Um, <laughs> and it's not that big of a deal. And he says, I don't know, he's just like, you know how people like make that moment very uncomfortable because my friend is also like standing there. Okay. So he's like trying to make it like, oh, he was like looking for you. Like eyebrow raise, eyebrow raise. And Checking I'm like- it's not a thing. And he's like, you know, you should be making it a thing. You know, I'm like, I'm a lesbian. And he's like, what does it have to do with anything? I said, well, that has a lot to do with a lot of things. <laughs> um, I was like, I'm also just not into this. I'm in a thing. And he's he, like, obviously goes on to ask me all of these questions about lesbians. And I'm like, to be honest, this is literally saying, I'm like, to be honest, I'm not doing this with you. There's a whole Google that can teach you all the things you need. There's to a whole Google. Yeah, there's a whole Google search engine that can teach you all the things you need to know. I am not, um, <laughs> you're not about to put that labor on me. But it was like really awkward because it's like, it's awkward. It's just an awkward thing to go through. And it's like, I feel like I shouldn't even have to say those things to people because... If I'm telling you, first of all, if I'm telling you to like just stop making this a more awkward situation, just stop. That's one because I feel like I mean I'm I'm sure my friend doesn't like have the hots for me, but it's also like you know when someone is just trying to insinuate a thing and you're trying to like and he's drunk and you're trying to like diffuse it and he's making a scene. You're like, can you stop? But I also like felt more awkward because I have to do this whole like like I have to do this whole lesbian justification thing so people can like leave me alone. But I do a men all the time. What's the wait? What's lesbian justification? I don't. Know. I have to like always tell like for men to leave me. I have to like tell them I'm a lesbian or something. Mm. You should teach a class. I sh- no, it sucks. I mean, I feel like if I just say no, it should just be no is no. But obviously, we know men have a problem with that. No, some men. Maybe 
So men. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's like a it's a whole thing. So my lesbian that was one of my lesbianists. And then another one was um I was like in a Starbucks or something. It wasn't a Starbucks, it was like a like a cute kind of cafe. Okay. Um, maybe like a couple of weeks back. Shout outs to the free Wi Fi. Yeah, that's exactly what I was there for, was the free Wi Fi. And it was like a like very LGBTQ friendly oh, situation. Okay. And this um gay man comes in and he sits next to me and like I mean when I'm like working, I really try not to like I really don't want to be distracted, but he just kept trying to like have conversation, like have like a comment for every Everything that will pop up on his screen, mm. right? And I'm like, okay, you want to talk. So you want to engage. So I'm like, okay, Naya, study break time. S- mm. Takes the study break. So he's like talking to me about all his man problems. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Like, I, I think I give great advice, actually. Okay. Um, ask my friends. I give really great advice. So I'm like giving him advice. I'm like, yeah, you should do, you know, follow your heart. And I actually don't give that cliche of advice. But, you know, saying the things that um, need to be said. And he's like, oh, what about your man problems? I'm like, I don't have man problems. And he's like why don't you have a man? And I'm like, oh, I'm like, you know, I'm dating a woman. And he's like, why? And I'm like, literally, Scooby-Doo Raggy? Yeah. Why? I was like, did I just ask you why you're dating a man? But I mean... I'm like, let's be honest. Like, don't don't ask me why I do what I do. I didn't ask you why you do what you do. You have to get that one a lot, though. Why? Why I date women? I, I do get that a lot. I'm, that'll probably be like... 80% of my lesbianist topics is, why, why are you... My lesbianist experience, I mean, like, why are you dating? I'm like, I don't know. It's like, it's not really an explanation. But I think that's also another podcast. I feel like I should just get a bunch of lesbians and we should talk about all our lesbianist moments. Because it is like, I think, I feel like that's probably something a lot of, like, lesbians get. Because I feel like, I don't, I don't know, people think it's, like, freaky or something. It's like Freaky Friday. It's not like a real thing. I don't know. No, I do know. People just think it's freaky and not a real thing and don't respect it. But let's be honest. Get over that. Boop. <laughs> You're the representative for lesbians in some people's friend circle. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've, I've, I think I've accepted that. Um, I've accepted that. So. How does that feel? Um, tokenish. Because mm. it's like, it's it's different. It's like, it always has to be a topic of conversation once it's brought up. Okay. It's kind of like, an, it's amazing for people. It's kind of, more, less amazing, more outstanding. It's like, wow. And you're like, but you, I don't. You eat dick for a living and I don't, I don't have conversations with you about it. Just, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, while I understand what you're saying, no, I do also no understand don't. the the needing like the shaman to walk down the I path don't, of lesbianism. I'm not saying I don't understand. You know what I mean? I'm not saying I don't understand. Okay. Um, what I'm saying is is that that's not. It doesn't make it any less insulting. I guess it's not insulting. It's, I guess I. I'm happy you would you want to ask questions okay. versus then like you know just spewing mm. ignorance everywhere yeah. like fuck them faggots right yeah. like, oh, you, example 
Exactly. Exactly. No. No. But for real, it's like it's more like you should probably be trying. I I like that you're actually asking these questions, but this is like research or something you should also do on your own and probably be trying to like actively yeah actively learn it instead of because even you can still i like i can still tell you you know tell you the right things to do it doesn't mean you're gonna do it you have to like (laughs) try to actively learn like think about you know just think about people as human and if someone did it to you um with one of your identities you'd probably be like i'm not the like spokesperson for our latina people or or black people it's still tokenish but I love when she does it. It's really funny, and I'm always like, "Why? You, like, ha ha ha!" It's funny to me. I don't mind. Are you gonna buy? I'm in a thing. Okay. Would like, would you bag? What did um, you say, Ben? If you weren't, Ben, do you? All right, we're we're childish here. All right, you can go. Ben, it's no, cool. that's not how those things work. You don't get to be in a relationship and get. And then to talk about who you would bag. That's like relationship suicide. No, it absolutely is. I mean, I could see how it could be. But just because I can justify it doesn't make it right. You know what I mean? So, I could, yes, I could see why if you were to say <laughs> something about another girl that could mess it. I'm talking about in any relationship. Not even just mine. If you are always hypothetically or if you just... Decided to hypothetically speak about who you would date. This, this is actually a conversation. Per- I didn't even say anything about dating. I said or bag. bagging. Yeah. It's kind of like yeah. I feel like you only do that with your if you're with your significant other. Like oh, I would bag her. Like if you're sitting with your significant other. Okay, so that's something you reserve just for. I would not. I, maybe yeah, yeah. I feel like that it, sounds more problematic than anything. But it's like you know us sitting in the same place. We're like oh, like she's cute, right? Or he's cute, right? Yeah, that sounds dangerous. No, that that kind of works. Having a conversation, a one-off question. That kind of works though. Doesn't well, it works for us. For me, okay. we can like sit there and be like, you know, right. oh, well. he or she's cute. Okay, so this is my dating wild fact for the week. Springtime themed. So you know when the sun starts to come out and starts to get warm, people um, just disappear it's a thing and i was talking to this guy once at brandeis we take our spring break pretty late and um because our spring break usually has to line up with easter and um passover you know we're like we've been talking like kind of all semester and he's like i'm gonna come see you for your spring break or whatever and i'm like okay cool i'm like actually pretty excited about it i talked to him all the way up until that Saturday before he was supposed to come, and he was supposed to come that, like, either that Sunday or Monday, and I didn't hear from him all day Sunday. So you know that's a thing. As soon as you just don't hear from somebody all day and they're supposed to, like, come through on a commitment for you, you're like, oh, okay. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to hit you up. Like, you are, you claimed to me on Saturday last time I talked to you, I would see you either Sunday or Monday. I don't know. It's slipping for me. I don't remember the time. But... You claim that's when I would see you. So I did not hear from him Sunday. I didn't hear from him Monday. did not hear from him Tuesday. So now here I am with my spring break at Brandeis, where I could be with, be anywhere else. Um, technically waiting for this guy to show up. I mean, obviously, after Monday, I already knew that was going to happen. But I'm like, well, I didn't make plans. So I think I might have just come home. 
And, um, yeah, and that was it. And, I mean, I was, like, really disheartened. I wasn't heartbroken. That's not a thing. But I was, like, disheartened. And, obviously, he was, like, blocked in all the things. Um, actually, maybe I didn't block him right away. He might have, like, hit me up sometime later, like, a week or two later, like, nothing happened. And I probably flipped and then blocked him. And, actually, fast forward recently, Brother Man had the nerve to DM me happy birthday. I definitely... He said, since you have me blocked on everything else, I'm here to say happy birthday. I definitely seen it and kept it moving. You're not going to get a reply out of me. And the reason I know that he's... I'm not going to get any flack for this dating while fat is because I'm sure he doesn't want his girlfriend to know that um, he searched for me for an open DM that he wasn't blocked on to say happy birthday. So, dating while fat, I am doing better um, and moved on. But just know it's always fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Know if you are going to build a relationship with me and my baby which is my podcast. Um, So there are going to be some defining themes. We're going to recap some episodes. Um, Trust me, it's not going to be like a lecture. This is going to be fun and cute Um, and broken bougie. Shout out to the broken bougie listeners. Yeah, really. I I, I have um, a couple of like really loyal listeners, and I just want to say thank you to you guys on air because y'all are important to me. No, really, I appreciate everybody who listens because y'all make me come back and want to do this every week. Um, I think even if I didn't have listeners, I would probably be doing this every week. And that's probably a lie, actually. <laughs> but no, I, um, I really do appreciate you guys, and thank you for listening. Please comment, review on iTunes. Um, all of those supporting techniques, please, <laughs> those supportive techniques, please in, um, indulge. No, but really, thank you guys for listening to Broken Bougie, the podcast, um, uh, supporting me and my fat, fabulous, and funny um, life. <laughs> Everyone's favorite episode is the very first with my mother. If I get on the train and I listen to Rick Ross... A white bitch is going to get slapped if she bumps me. And season two is going to have more Mama Cat on it. I promise. I was telling her I'm going to have... I, like, just booked her. Like, y'all think... Mm. y'all Where did I get Broken Bougie from? I got it from her. She made me book her. Like, did I have to have book her for, like... email address in her bio? Like, she don't have no booking info on her bio, so I'm special. Mm. But I, um... I really had to book her just now. Um, and I Snap. can only reserve her for, like, one Sunday or two Sundays at the month. Busy. Um, yeah, she's a busy woman, so there's going to be more Mama Cat on season two, okay? I promise. We have figured this out. Um, so that is my favorite episode. So, yeah, my favorite com- part of the episode was the Dating While Fat conversation. All men that like big women don't like them right off the back, or they don't acknowledge that they like it right off the back. They chubby chasers. They're closet chubby chasers. It was funny because I was like, I didn't know there was a dating offer, and I'm like, of course you did because you've been doing it for a while. Um, so that is a thing. Um, my mom is like my best friend, so that's something important to know about me because um, 
I come from like a strong, a line of strong black women. No, <laughs> that's really funny. But she is um like a strong black woman, but she's also like my mom and my like really best friend. And someone told me it was corny for my mom to be my best friend. And I was like, you're really just a hater because your mother doesn't love you. So that's that. And um, I mean, because my mother's my best friend, it doesn't mean like, you know, we hang out and go out together all the time. She's just, you know. That's my that's the sis. She's gonna spaz what she is. <laughs> but Shout out to Mama, Mama Cat. Stevens. No, that's Mama Cat. Mama Cat. Mama sorry. Stevens is grandma. Oh, you're gonna go shout out to grandma too. Yeah, grandma's also yeah. season two. Both oh, of we gotta them. Get, yo. Both you have to get both of them. It's a di- y'all are y'all won't even get it. But mm-hmm. can we get all can we get all three of you on the same episode? Mama Cat Ma- Gr- Mama Stevens and Mama Shay. This smell girl in this name? <laughs> Probably. We can get all three on episode. It'll be really embarrassing for me, but mm. we can try it. <laughs> no, but. Um, I love your family. Yeah, yeah family is a huge theme for me. Um, it's, the re- it's how I know how to be so fat, fabulous, and funny, and broke and bougie. And y'all are going to get more of that for season two. Um, sisterhood is a reoccurring theme here on Broken Bougie. I'm all about women, black women. Um, and my some of my favorite episodes where sisterhood is a theme is um, the Sister Cousins episode with Tone Essence. And we build our like feminist squads. Okay, so who is on y'all team? I know my team's a little a little all over the place, but I'm all over the place. That's who I am. Yeah. Um <clears throat> so for my deceased person, I have Shirley Chisholm. Um, wow, the that, last yeah. trivia that's question nice. was a Shirley Chisholm quote. Oh, I love Shirley Chisholm. That's nice. Like we I just studied Shirley Chisholm in my class for the past week all for my love for her. Uh, if you don't know, she was a pioneer. She was the first black woman in Congress, and she ran, tried to run for president. And I just feel like she was at a time when black women just didn't exist because, right, Martin Luther King led the civil rights movement by himself. You have Shirley Chisholm, who's like, nah, not only am I going to create this change, but I'm going to be in the seat that matters the most right now. Like, I'm going to take this congressional seat. I'm going to do what I need to do. I'm going to be bold and fearless. And I think that in the time that we have right now as black women, she's definitely somebody to look to because she challenges us to just be, like, present and announce that and not be afraid to be like, y'all going to see me, y'all going to get this work, and what you going to do with it? Like, you're either going to accept it or True. you're going to accept it because you're going to be calling me anyway to fix it because we fix everything. So, True. Shirley, you would definitely be in my squad. She didn't have no support from Julia, and Julia her mole Bond was lit. or Jesse Jackson. Nobody. Right. Her mole was lit. Her mole was up there. Famous <laughs> mole. And like. that hair. And them shades. Yes. Them, not even the shades. Those was her reading glasses. She needed them. She was stylish, honey. Come on. Um, I also have Joan from Girlfriends. Yes, Joan. You are Joan. I'm Joan, yeah. Uh, I think she just gave room for the quirky black girls. Like, I feel like, you know, the one, some of us, we a little sarcastic. Yeah, a little weird, but still a boss. Still going to get it done. Going to have my rules that I'm going to follow, and you're going to follow them too. But we could be fun. We could be cool. I just feel like... She opened a lot of doors for me. And as a fictional character on TV, I have a picture of her on my wall because that's my girl. It's Joan. I have uh, Asada Shakur. 
Yes, I took her. And I that's why I went first, because I felt like you were going to have her, too. I know you. <laughs> why y'all taking my people? So I won't say why I have Asada, then. I'll just, you know, respect to Asada. No, no, it's okay. And then my last person who I feel like is the most important on the list for me is Blue Ivy Carter. Because she's the queen of shade, the queen of sass. She also has the best parents in America right now. But there was a point in time when Blue Ivy was ugly and her hair just needed to be done. And I didn't think that she was ugly, but the world did. And now that she's older and she's owning herself at five years old, everybody loves her. And it's just like, why don't black girls get that love immediately? Like, why do we have to grow, glow up? to suddenly be, like, this beautiful thing. And how do you expect little girls who are not blue Even at five. At five, exactly. Like, hold them to these expectations, but how can I teach my students to feel like they're beautiful when if they look up this girl who's related to them, or age-related at least, and they see all these mean things about her. But now it's just like, no, Blue Ivy, Blue Ivy, like, pictures of her smiling everywhere. So I stand up for Blue Ivy, and I stand up for black girls everywhere because we don't get that. We don't get that, and so we need somebody. And so, Blue Ivy, I got you. And all the little girls like Blue Ivy, you just call Miss Brown, all right? Come on, squad. Come on, squad. <laughs> the episode with Taniqua, and we talk about the history of black sororities. Those were really good episodes. I like the episode with Taniqua, too. Why, Ben? I learned a lot about something I didn't know anything about. I wish I could see Ben's face right now because he's being so damn shady. What? How is my face? He keeps saying, isn't that a shady bone in my body? What? You're being so shady right now. What are you talking about? Can we explain this? Man, why don't you like me? What did I ever do to you but help? What did I do? He said, what did you do? What, What have I ever done to you? Ben, if I did not like you, we would not be sitting so, here together. Why is it always me being shady when it's not? No, Ben's face. Ben has this face. You know, if, when someone makes a face when it looks like they're about to like burst out in laughter, that's what Ben's. Anytime Ben gives me like a compliment, that's his face. Ooh. Like he's about to burst out in laughter, and I'm always like, oh, I'm a. So jerk. how was I saying how much I enjoyed Tanika's episode? What was that? You was looks like you was about to burst out in laughter. That's why I'm like, um. What, why are you being shady? Okay, well, there you have it, Broken Bougie listeners. <laughs> We're cutting that out. <laughs> you read it way too deep into everything, I promise you. We're cutting it I out. I promise you. Anyway. But commit um, that to memory, though. It's never that. No, I know, but it, I'm just saying you have a shady face, Ben. Damn, see, that's not good. I want to have a shady face. Yeah, you have a shady face. That's shitty. Yeah, so, but anyway, a recurring theme is sisterhood and sister cousins and the um, uh, AK episodes are my favorite. Talking about sisterhood. And the reason sisterhood is so important to me is because um, I don't think um, as black women we kind of do that enough. Um... Like, we, we build those bridges enough, and I really want to... I want to use my platform to do that. Let's build bridges. Black women to black women. Build bridges over these niggas. <laughs> no, for real. Um, so... Uh, Put on a t-shirt. Yeah, build bridges over these... Actually, build bridges over these niggas. And so, you know, expect more of that from the podcast. Um... I also must say, as a PSA, if you're, like, not a body-positive person, um, you probably shouldn't fuck with me. <laughs> I'm a very body-positive person. I got this, um, 
uh, Twitter is like a, a, it's like a battleground all the time. And this, someone tweeted something about like, uh, you don't, people don't have to accept fat bodies. So I quoted the tweet and was like, y'all tweet the dumbest things. Um, and because it is dumb, because this isn't about acceptance. This is not a call from Rikers. Right. Like you, I'm not asking you to accept the charges. <laughs> like, don't. This is not about acceptance. This is about minding your business and not being uncomfortable when fat people are in the room. Because that's what happens nine times out of ten. So that again is another podcast. But in like actuality, it's body positivity has nothing to do with acceptance. So if you're not a body positive person. Actually, do fuck with me because you'll learn something on this podcast. Because mm. um, body positivity is important, and there's like a there's a whole movement. I'm not sure how much I identify with the movement because it's very white and very Ashley Graham, um, which I love, but it is still very Ashley Graham. She doesn't necessarily represent me, so that's a thing. But body positivity is a thing here. Um, please know that about broke and bougie. Um, and we talk a little bit about that um the first episode too um on mommy and me like body positivity and just mm-hmm. you know do, being fat and you know how to maneuver the world as this fat fabulous and funny nail yeah. um and i'm also trying to think what are the themes um race is race are, is a big theme for me i'm a race woman um Guess that historical icon. Hmm. Who said that? I'm a race woman. I'm a race woman. I actually don't even know. <laughs> it but might. Speaking of which, that episode with Molly uh, was had a good uh, conversation. Like black people could be racist. Yeah. Can black people be racist? Boom, boom, boom. I'm going to take no for 500, Molly. And that's <laughs> when the... That's when the the debate starts. That's when we separate on the couches, we separate on the sides of the rooms, and the questions, there's a hot seat. And when you're in the hot seat, you, that's when you ask questions, and that's when you receive, you know, different type of feedback and stuff like that while everybody's spread out. So, <coughs> dang, well, I don't remember some of the other answers, but I never gave an answer. Like, I just asked a question, and then it started. What is your answer? I think, yeah. I think racism, being a racist is a mindset. Like, um, anybody can be racist. Like, Asians can be racist. Mexicans can be racist. Indians can be racist. White people can be racist. Black people can be racist. All people can be racist. Um, I'm a race woman. Um... I'm like, I like to look at things through a, uh, I guess you can say. Ooh la la. $15 word. (laughs) Sociological. It's so funny because when I first, that word and melodic were two words that I first seen and just could not get the pronunciation to. Those are like $15 words for me. Because melodic, I'm thinking melody. Uh, melody. Melody Melody-ick, right? So it just... (laughs) I'm sorry, guys. I don't know why. And I'm like, melodic? Like, when someone actually said it, I'm like, duh. But for whatever reason, and I know it probably shouldn't be a $15 word for me, but it is. It 
Melodic. Mm. It's Melodic. I could see that one. Yeah, I'm like melodic. <laughs> like literally, and it's like you know someone like say it fast. I'm like melodic, melodic, mm. melodic. It just wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. happening for me. I mean, I guess melodic is a word because then it's like the past version of it. Melodic. Yeah. You were once melodic. Yeah. Is that a real? Yeah. Thing melodic. It would have to be. You're gonna have to just going by like the. We're gonna have to reference the participle of speech. University. Word. Um, yeah. Listeners, let me know if I'm wrong, please. Yeah, I really don't know, um, but those are two words I can say. But say for a while. But yeah, I um, I'm a race woman, and I like to um, ha- that episode with Molly. Molly. What? My mother says his name like that. Mm. His name is Molly. Well, Molly, no. yeah. you have to say it with a New York accent, or it doesn't work. Yeah, well. You have to molly it, Molly, 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 Molly. Okay, yeah. I'm done. Molly, um, we have a good conversation about race. Um, we also have a good conversation about race on the Sister Cousins episode too, and on the second episode on a normal stream, I have a good conversation about race. Um, that actually is my favorite one. Mm. And I talk about, like, cultural appropriation and things, too. You've called three episodes your favorite one so far. Not that I keep it count. I mean, <laughs> they're all my favorite episodes. I feel They're you. my babies. Yeah, you can't yeah. have a favorite child unless yeah. you know, one makes this a lead. You just keep laying all these eggs. Like, you know, can't keep <laughs> Mama Goose. I know, that went too far, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> but... No, but no, that's my favorite episode about race, is what I'm saying. Yeah, we're the, the second one. But I'm saying I have, I said it and I talked about it in all those episodes. So body positivity, race, sisterhood, family, and brokenness, bouginess. It's broken bougie the podcast and I'm fat, fabulous and funny. Um so no, really that's season one. Um a quick recap for y'all just tuning in. Um, go back and listen to the episodes, but I'm going to help y'all out some. Um, but season two, I'm also going to actually do some of those episodes that I have put off for other podcasts because people actually have been asking about them. So that's exciting. Um, I had somebody ask me the other day about the episode I was supposed to do on intersectionality. And they're like, you said you was going to do it in another podcast. And I was like, you listen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, that's still kind of like new to me too. Like people listen to you and will reference yeah. something you said, and I'm like, I said that. Yeah. Um, so I'm getting. And they I, will also hold you accountable. Exactly. So podcasting te- is teaching me a lot. Like you, it's like an accountability check. It's a reference check. It's a bitch stand by your words check. So I am really grateful, and also again, really thankful for the people who listen all the time. So that is your. Um, Broken Bougie season one recap. Uh, season two, the first episode is featuring Taki Bond. Um, Taki is actually, you'll find out on the next episode. 